And now we're live. Hey! Just like that, we did it. My mic is really low for some reason. Whatever. We'll fix it in post. Yep, I guess Whoa. I will. My <laughs> mic is fine. I hear yeah. it, but apparently John's is quiet too. No, mine sounded pretty loud on the, on the loop I was hearing, so... Yeah. Okay, well, whatever. Yeah, you two are good on my end. It's just me, for some reason, that's not... I don't know, not bouncing around the way it should be, but... Bagel. Hi, Sean's back! Hello! It's been a while. It's been a while. Welcome like to uh, our guest host, Sean Booker. <laughs> <laughs> back from the south, southern hemisphere. Yeah, where the How hell were it? you? Uh, I was in Peru. Uh, let's see, where did we go? We went to Lima, which is the capital, for about a week. Okay. Uh, the driving in Lima is absolutely crazy. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the lines on the road, everyone ignores. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, stop signs, everyone ignores. Red lights are ignored sometimes. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, uh, when they are stopped at a stop si uh, stoplight, and it turns green, every car is immediately honking their horn because they aren't currently moving yet. Yeah. <laughs> go, go now. Yeah, I like yeah. how you said, yeah. like, sometimes they're obeyed. Like, it's just a one of them, one in a million chance. Yeah, no, there's definitely, like, it, it, it was crazy. And they have Uber there, which is how we got around primarily. But it was just a lot of, like, being in the car and being like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. But no one hits you to anyone. Like, they're all used to it. Yeah. Um. So good for them, but I there's no way I could try driving there. It was insane. I was gonna say you weren't driving, right? You didn't like rent a vehicle or anything. No, no, no. that's good. You probably would have um, died by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, so saw lots of uh, llamas or alpacas, whichever one it was. I saw both over the course of the trip. Okay. Um, saw Wonder Woman when I was in Lima. Okay, that movie's real good. Yeah, I hear I hear great things yeah, about it. Was it in that's English? a great movie? Yes, with okay. um, Spanish subtitles. subtitles. Okay. Gotcha. Makes sense. Usually, you can find the big releases um, in English when you're abroad. Yeah. Uh, unless it's a kid's movie. Then it'll usually be dubbed because kids can't uh, read yet. Sure. That makes sense. So they won't subtitles. Yeah. Because like a couple years ago when I was in the Baltics, I went to a couple movies and they were all English with, you know, whatever subtitle. Was yeah. There, so. So cool. I wasn't able to go see Captain Underpants, unfortunately. Yeah. Because uh, kids movie, they didn't have a subtitle version. Yeah. Hey, I hear that movie's pretty all right. Um, I don't believe it. Nowhere really close to me, though, has it, which is a bummer. But anyways. Hmm. Um, what else we do? We went to um, a place was called Wakachina, which okay. is this oasis town out in the desert. Okay. Where we went sandboarding and driving around in these giant dune buggies in the sand. Oh, it was crazy. That sounds cool. That sounds it was cool. fun. The the dune buggy I was actually my favorite part over the sandboarding. Because it's the like the dune buggy holds about, I don't know, 18 people and, and there's there's no restrictions. The guy just drives however he wants. So it's like a roller coaster. You're just bouncing around. We got the back seat. So we were I was like flying up and down. I had to like hold my seatbelt tight so that I would stop bouncing around so much. Um and then sandboarding, uh, I tried standing up, but the straps were just absolutely terrible. They're literally just like plywood that someone like bolted some straps to. So everyone kind of goes down on their stomach. Um, but that was pretty fun. Nice. Uh, where else? What else we do? Saw some penguins. Went on a boat ride. Saw some penguins. There's a lot of sea lions. Okay. 
Sure. All this is up on my Instagram. I was posting no, on my Instagram. I was going to say, like, it was weird because I was kind of following you on this journey where it's obvious that a lot of this stuff happened hours before and you probably posted it when oh, you yeah. got to, like, Wi-Fi. But then there'd just, exactly be a, right. there'd just be, like, a dump of, like, how the fuck did he post this? It looked like you posted it from, like, being in an overgrown tunnel somewhere in a mountain. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, no, I just, I took all the pictures and then when I did get yeah. to Wi-Fi... I would upload them. Yeah. <clears throat> I uploaded like three at a time or whatever. Cause I just, I didn't want to do a huge dump. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah. And so the main part of the, the trip was the second half where we went, uh, and backpacked to Machu Picchu. So four days of eight hour hiking, real hard, real sweaty. The second day is six hours of extremely steep upstairs. The whole oh, time. Man. And then third day is down the stairs, which is arguably harder than going up the stairs. I will say that. Um, and here's the crazy thing. So we thought it was going to be just like oatmeal, uh, you know, porridge and beans to kind of sure. eat and stuff. Yeah. It was gourmet food. Oh, a cook, a cook comes with you as well as a bunch of porters that will carry like the cooking tents and the sleeping tents. So it's all these guys that are from like age like 30 to 60 who have backpacks twice as big as them jogging past you so that when you get to the lunch spot, everything's all set up and the food is cooking. So we had stuff like cake, pizza, seafood, you name it. Like it was gourmet food for Hmm. dinner, breakfast and and lunch. But these guys, these guys were like actual superheroes. Yeah. Because like, like I said, so we woke up at six in the morning every day to start hiking. They woke up before us so that breakfast and everything was ready. And they go to bed after us so that they clean up all clean of our up. crap. And yeah. Um, Man. And they do that yeah, like, like I said, regularly. That's just yeah, their and they're nine doing to the five. exact same trail as us. So when we're <laughs> when we're climbing, when we're going across the thing, when one's behind us, everyone in their group says like left, and we all go to like the side of the mountain, and then this person just jogs past so they can get there before us. Yeah, that's cool. Wow. Yeah, and so they kind of ha- highly mention like <clears throat> you should tip these guys at the end. Like oh, the company yeah. does pay them well. I have no much. I don't know how much they actually do pay them, but they kept saying you should tip them, and we were happy to because like it would have been impossible without the porters. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, so it got pretty cold at some of the nights, so you had to like sleep in a sleeping bag with like sweaters on. I think it got. I think the coldest was like n- minus six at one point. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, which doesn't sound super cold, um, but when you're sleeping outside, it gets cold. Well, yeah. No, that's sure. cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, highest point we hit on the trail was fourteen thousand feet. Okay. Uh, what else did we do? We went, um, so we got to Machu Picchu on the fourth day, bummed our Machu Picchu, and then the fifth day we did a di- another mountain, one more day trip mountain. It was on the other side of Machu Picchu, so we got a, so a bunch of cool views of Machu Picchu. Um, then we went over to uh, Arequipa, which is another little city, town. Um, bummed around there for a couple days. When it did a day trip that took us to like hot springs, uh, we went to see some volcanoes. That one, we hit 16,000 feet, which is the highest point I made on my trip. Jeez. Um, hmm. So, you know, you have to take altitude pills for when you're, especially for when you're doing the the backpacking. Yeah. Because you fly into Cusco first, which is around 9,000. It's around nine or 10,000 feet. And you have to start taking altitude pills and you have to be, start drinking coca leaves, uh, which is actually what they make cocaine out of. Um, mm-hmm. You're supposed to chew on them or put them in tea and you can't bring them back into the States. So we had to make sure we didn't have any in our pockets or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I said, they make cocaine out of it here. 
Um, but yeah, so in Cusco, I, I actually got a little bit of altitude sickness. I had to like lay down for a bit. I was getting lightheaded and just like I would walk up some stairs and I was already tired because the oxygen level was like half of what I'm used to, especially me being at at sea level right now. Um, but I actually I think everyone in our group ended up getting some form of altitude sickness. Nothing like vomiting, but like upset stomachs and headaches were happening. So stuff like that. Um, but overall, yeah, really cool trip. Uh, everything is super cheap when you're in the touristy areas because everything is a knockoff. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, you're walking down the street in Cusco and five people come up to you saying, hey, do you want to buy some sunglasses or a watch or something Which, like or a watch or people want you to go to the restaurant? I had I had four people ask me to look at the menu to the restaurant at one time. And I was just like, no, go away. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> And then as soon as they, I walked away from them, another two people showed up and it was like, I don't want to go to any of your places if you're going to rush me in my face. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. I tried alpaca because it was given on the trail. Okay. Tastes like really lean steak. Uh, no fat okay. on it. So. Yeah, that sounds okay. And in South America, guinea pigs are not a pet. They are strictly food. Okay, sure. Um, and when they come out to you, they look like a cooked guinea pig i did not have that's any guinea weird. pig okay that yeah. i don't like. really weird yeah, yeah it looks yeah because you know how sometimes you'll see like like a cooked pig when you see like a luau or something sure. how it just looks yeah, like a yeah. cooked pig it was like that but for a guinea pig see i don't like, like that either though uh, like yeah, i don't no, like I don't, it looking like the animal it comes from <laughs> no for sure i am i am all for not knowing how the sausage is made um so i didn't try i didn't try guinea pig because it was just a little too out there for me uh, what other things were happening? Tons of wild stray dogs everywhere, everywhere. Um, and it's weird because they're not just like one um, one type of dog. Like typically when I see a wild animal, you, when you see them, you kind of they kind of all look the same, right? It's like, oh, they're all like, you know, all buffalo kind of look the same or whatever. Yeah. When you see them, you know what I mean? The dogs, it's like every every type of dog. I don't get how it's not like a region thing. It's just every type of dog. They have wild ones of that. I think my sister said she saw a wild corgi, which makes no sense. That's Wait, not a real dog. How? That's yeah, great. right. But I, I didn't see it myself, but she was saying, yeah, I saw like a corgi one. That's great. I love that. Um, <laughs> Peruvian dogs, like the actual um, species, Peruvian dog are hideous. They're they're like uh, the equivalent of a hairless cat, but for a dog. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, they look terrible. They look so bad. I'm going to look that up um, right now, actually. I well, sorry, people for looking that up. My girlfriend took a picture of one that literally looks like it's just frowning and she just keeps like texting me it and I hate it. <laughs> it looks like um, it's frowning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I, it looks like it's uh, an ugly dog. It looks kind of like a Mexican hairless dog. I don't like these either. Yeah. They're gross. They're they're not they're not good to see. Yeah. So I saw a few of those. Um but yeah, no, overall, a uh, good trip. Machu Picchu is real cool. Um, the tr backpacking is is real hard. It is super difficult and long, but like it's worth it. Oh. it. It is such a cool thing to be able to say you did that and you get su such amazing views and pictures. Um, but if you do go to Machu Picchu, you can just take a bus up there. It's like a three hour bus and train ride and stuff. So you can do a day trip as opposed to, oh. you know, a whole week's worth of stuff. That's cool. So yeah, that was that was my trip. It was a good time. Yeah. Uh, what have you guys been up to? Uh, we just been talking video games on the Top Down Perspective podcast. Hey, 
I listened to the E3 one. That's weird to um, me that you sitting, listened. I was sitting in the Mexico City airport, you know, layover. Um, so I, was, I listened to it then when Nathan was on. That was that was a nice treat. Yeah. What did you think? It didn't I completely was, fall to shit. No, it seemed totally fine. I was surprised you guys <laughs> talked that much about E3. Usually you need me here to talk about that, that much. E3. I was going to say that the one you listened to is the one that we kind of kept a little bit on track. So I'm pretty happy about that. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah. But oh. uh, I, mean, I don't know what happened to John there. <laughs> but anyway. Um, I'll be right back. At, Don't worry. Yeah, that's fine. Here. That's fine. I looked for a second. I was like, "Oh, John's dead." Okay. Well, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> His computer is like fell over. Some I don't know. Fair um, enough. Yeah. So, like you said, top-down perspective. John, Paul, Sean, we're all here. This we're week. all here. Yeah. June twenty-third. Before we get into what we've been playing, yeah. Um, I wanted I wanted to talk a little bit about E three because I I didn't yeah, get to talk about catch it. Catch up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, can you remind me what your guys' games? like game of the show was or what, what stuck out to you guys yeah, yeah. that's basically all i did uh dragon ball fighter c stuff. was mine that one looks so good i know Mine was, <laughs> mine's so, monster hunter world or whatever okay yeah, yeah. i'll come into like ps4 and stuff like that mm-hmm. and pc specifically and so the dragon ball z fighters or whatever <laughs> um is it is it all 2d is it like budokai or is it like tenkaichi it's all it's budokai Okay, that's great. I played so, all three Budokai games. It, I love those. It's straight up the Guilty Gear guys, and they're doing it with right. their Guilty Gear engine. So yeah, it looks fantastic. But like, I am all for side-scrolling Dragon Ball Z fighters. I even played Burst Limit. Did you play that one? No. Or actually, yeah, I did play a little. Okay, yeah, I have that one too. Like, I like my side-scrolling uh, Dragon Ball Z games, but I do not. I didn't like Tenkaichi at all. Like ever, really. I like Tenkaichi um, one, but then it just started getting crazy after that. I, I just don't like the open environment fighting. I just I wasn't into it. I, I liked Budokai so much that when they changed it, I was just like not interested. No, thank you. That's fair. <clears throat> OK, so, yeah, I'm, like I said, I made a list of just some highlights. Yeah. Um, first off, I think uh, Microsoft's press conference is my favorite. OK, really? Did it? Yeah, I didn't much care for Sony's. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. I was I was just kind of bored the whole time. Um. But uh, yeah, so wrote down some names of some games that stood out to me. The Artful Escape. Which one was I don't that? I remember which one. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which one, one that one is. Artful Escape. Let me let me do a quick. Was that the mouse one? Goose. No, no, this was no. Early, this was early. So I watched them in order, and this was like the first thing I wrote. So, so that would have been EA. EA. The Artful hmm. Escape. Which one? Oh, it was that weird one with like the guitar. Where it's like side scrolling and like really like um, neon colors, and then the guy has a guitar while he's jumping around. Oh, oh that yeah. one. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Okay. I saw so that, that one, at Microsoft. That one looked. I didn't actually yeah, know the name of that. <laughs> I forgot about it <laughs> completely. Yeah, I was pausing it to write the name down. Um, Code Vein. Yeah. Also seemed cool. I don't remember which this one was. That's anime Dark Souls. Essentially. Oh, is it Dark Souls? Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm entirely less interested now. Yeah. But it just had like a really cool like look to it. Yeah, it looks um, cool. I want to see more about speaking, it though. Speaking of uh, really cool looks, last night looked really yeah, cool. That looks real good too. Uh, they showed this one right before the Artful Escape, I believe, and it was like it was all like pixelated, but like also hyper realistic at like the same time. Like I don't know, it looks kind of cool. Yeah. Um. 
whatever the name is of the game from the brothers people. Oh, the prison that, escape a one. Way uh, a way out. A, a way out. That seems really cool. Yep. I've even heard that apparently when you're playing it online, um, it it's still split screen. split screen. Yeah. That. Yeah. I, that's. I'm super excited for that. Totally. That's going to be so cool. I yeah. can't wait for that one. I agree. Uh, the new Wolfenstein looks bananas. Yep. Mm-hmm. It looks cool. That looks super cool. It makes me want to go back I, and play the old one. Yeah, I've I've been looking at prices online, and it's like oh, I know this has been cheaper before. I'll just wait a bit. Like I don't even have time. <laughs> is it right not now, but, on sale during the Steam sale? Oh uh, well, my PC can't run that. So oh, okay, fair. <laughs> Otherwise, I would just play Paul's thing. So, <clears throat> um, Sea of Thieves, like of course that looks amazing. Still, that looks good. Yep, that just looks ridiculous. Yep. Um, T- Tacoma's on here. I, you know, I already I'm interested in Tacoma. I'm more just excited that that's like like a month and a half away. Sure. Cuphead got a release date this September, I believe. Uh, so, I mean, Cuphead has always looked amazing. Yep. I hope it actually comes out um, this time. Yep. Yeah. That too. I'll believe it when I see it. I feel Basically, like, yeah. I don't know, it, it, like how short of a time until it comes out and like the trailer was just real short and they had this. I think I feel like it will come out. Yeah, I feel like Crackdown. Like, of course, I'm excited for Crackdown. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Terry Crews. That was that was great. Her, Terry Crews is just great. I'm so glad he's in that. I hope he's in it more and it wasn't just in the trailer. They um, make it seem like he's going to be one of the guys like that just yells at you. Maybe like they got him in for FMV sequences and like to give you missions. I'm yeah. hoping there's some FMV because that's great. Yep. Like I'm I always excited to see. Do you, F- do you recommend going back to Crackdown 1? Because I've been kind of jonesing to try it out lately. You've never played Crackdown? I have not touched any of the Crackdown games. The closest thing to Crackdown I've played was Saints Row 4. Okay, I was going to say, if you wanted to play the best Crackdown game, I would play Saints Row 4. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how well those two games hold up. Like, Crackdown 1 came out, ten, like, what, 11 years ago or whatever? Came out with b- around Halo 3. People basically tell really me, like go back it. to Crackdown 1 and ignore 2. 2? Yeah, a lot of people don't like seem two. to like 2. I didn't like I two. was fine with 2. It's been a while since I, I remember what was, like, people didn't like about it. I heard some people recently just saying it was kind of Crackdown 1 again, but but with multiplayer. Um, so, I don't know. But more people seem to prefer 1 over 2. But I just don't know how it'll hold up these days. Yeah. But if you like Saint Ro- Saints Row 4, like, mechanically, like, you know, jumping around, getting orbs and all that stuff, you'll probably like Crackdown. All the orbs. Okay. Yeah. Fucking <clears throat> orbs. Yeah, orbs are so. I've I played so much Crackdown. Yeah, I love Crackdown. Yeah, um, Life is Strange before the storm. I just like Life is Strange. This is the prequel. Yep. Uh, I kind of wish they hadn't touched this story again. Yep. But it is only three episodes, so at least they're kind of getting in and out real quick. Although, uh, since Max isn't in there, like, is there going to be any superpowers? No, they've already said there's. She doesn't have powers. Okay, so. so it's literally just like a Telltale game, I guess. Now. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, I I like those characters, so I'll definitely play it. I listen um, to the I'm new voice excited. a little bit. I don't. I'm not a That's fan. That's right, Ashley. What's Ashley? Whatever is not uh, it, Chloe right, again, right? Because of the strike, which, which is sucks. Such, she was also uh, Alloy, or yeah. Aloy in uh, Horizon. Mm-hmm. She's great. So that's going to be weird that it's not the same voice actor actress. Yeah, I, I listen. Um, I, I watched a comparison video, and it's just like. This new, like the new actress is fine, but you can tell she's, you can tell she's a non-union freelancer. That maybe this she's not well known <laughs> as much or something. It, I feel like I, I'm just right trying quality. not to be biased because yeah. I like 
you know, original Life is Strange so much, but sure. Um, Middle Earth, uh, you know, Shadow of War. Shadow like, of War. course, that looks so good. Yeah, I, you know, that was like my number two game of the year. Whenever that one came out, so super excited for that. Ori two, I love Ori. I played or- through Ori twice. Um, so I can't wait uh, to see looking- something from that other than like a teaser image, basically. Right. I kind of wish that company was working on something else. Yeah. But I do like Ori a lot, so I'll play yep, some Ori. I'm with you. Um, Anthem looks really cool. Anthem I'm looks hoping, cool. I'm hoping it's still going to be really cool when it comes out or when we learn more about it. Uh, I think Spider Man also looks really cool. Yes. A little too quick time event. Yeah, I'm focused. hoping that was just because of the one clip they decided to show. I'm doubting it. It's probably going to be pretty clip timey, but if it's open world, I don't think timey. that's true at all. I think it's going to be more um, like Arkham City. But it City. still looks looks real nice. He was doing some real cool stuff with the environments and all yep. that. Yep. Um, and then I have a little one other list here. The weirdest things I thought I saw, and there's only one thing on this, and it's that Eliza Elijah Wood game. Yeah, everyone's really curious about that. <laughs> That, that seems yeah. super weird. I'm into it, I think. We'll see. We'll see. I, it's VR, so I can't really play it. Um, and then, of course, you know, I'm interested in, like, Detroit. And, like, there's a lot of things that just kind of go w- without saying. Um, but those are just ones that, like, really stuck out to me while I was watching the press conferences. <clears throat> yeah, cool. And, yeah, and, yeah, and, like, Mario Odyssey, of course. I'm excited for Mario Odyssey. That looks amazing. But yeah, anyway, I think if I had to pick a game of the show, like the one I am most excited that I wish I just want to play right now, it's probably the Dragon Ball Z game. But that's next year, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of a lot of stuff. That was my problem with Sony's conference was almost everything in Sony was next year. I still almost everything because yeah. that was the problem was I had last year. year with Sony was that mm-hmm. almost everything was next. My year. problem with the Microsoft conference was that I have a PC. So like, I don't <laughs> care about your Xbox stuff at all. See, I was like, oh man, that the new Scorpio, I'm going to call it Scorpio. I don't fucking care. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. It's a, it's yeah. a Scorpio. That's what the S yeah. stands for. And the everything. Scorpio looked real nice. I'm like, oh, it's nice and tiny. It's way smaller than the original Xbox one. Like maybe I'll get it. It comes out around my birthday. $600. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's five it's down here. Um, well, I mean the S is also real yeah. tiny too the yeah. s is smaller and it's and it's only like 250 canadian so maybe I'll just i've been get seeing deals this week for an s for 200 dollars, and i almost got one but it's like what do i do with my old one i, I saw like, on I facebook you're trying these. to sell it because <laughs> well, i've been thinking of you know sell the old one to help pay for the new one and i was like i'll just get an s now and then i'll get yeah. an x when they get when they get uh cheaper no totally but um yeah yeah, because like if I was thinking of selling like my original Xbox One for like a hundred bucks, because uh, that's okay. about half the price of an S right now, uh, and then that, then I can get an S for like a hundred, hundred fifty bucks or whatever I want. So and it'd be you know it'd be nice to have a smaller one, you know, terabyte hard drive or whatever. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Although the one downside, if I do sell it, I need to get a, the new controller first and give them the new controller because there's no way I'm selling my day one edition controller. Mm, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, so that was E3. Um let's should we go into what we've been playing? Yeah, I'm ki- I'm kind of curious what you've been playing while you were gone. Okay. <clears throat> um primarily when I was in South America, I played a lot of Pokemon Go because I needed to get uh Heracross and that was a region exclusive. Did you? And I did. Nice. I got it. Nice. Nice. Oh, one showed up. One showed up and I was <laughs> so worried it was going to run cuz it kept breaking out of my Pokéball, but I got it. Nice. So good. Oh, that was so great to have. <laughs> um, 
but for like actual stuff I've been playing, it's it's been mainly like um, Fire Emblem Echoes. Okay, uh, that game is real long, <clears throat> but I really like that game. Well, okay. That's good um, to hear. I like like it. So it's kind of different. First off, they took out a ton of stuff. It's not as horny as the last <laughs> couple of years. Damn. All right. <laughs> Which I mean, I'm totally fine with what Fire Emblem has been. Sure. So, but I'm just saying. Um, it's not as horny. There's no kid characters. Um, there's no base building, stuff like that. It's all gone. It's all just like classic Fire Emblem that we played on like the G- Game Boy Advance and stuff, um, which I feel like that's why it's it's working real nicely for me. It's just because this is the Fire Emblem I played first and, and played the most of and stuff. <clears throat> so it's kind of all focused on battles. You have two characters and they split different paths similar to Sacred Stones, except you get to play both paths and they're split for like almost the whole game which is kind of nice because since each team gets different characters you're kind of forced to use different classes that you might not use uh regularly like i'm not a big fan of like um you know paladins and like horse riding characters or like the big slow armor guys um but at some on uh alms team you get a lot of those ones so i kind of have to use them Right. Uh, it makes me play characters I no- normally wouldn't play. But then on Celica's side, which is the side I like the most, I have like three Myrmidons and they've all been leveled up to Dread Fighters and no one can touch me. And Dread Fighters are awesome, by the way. They're basically the uh, sword masters of this game. Uh, also, just the characters are cooler on Celica's side. Hands down, easily. Um, I-, I think, in fact, you can get up to like four or five Myrmidons on that one side. Like that's that is unfair. That is an unfair amount of Myrmidons. Hmm. they've also changed the leveling system um it's less random based so once you hit about level 10 you start you stop increasing significantly like it's it's harder to level up um and it's and so you don't want to wait for level 20 this anymore because when you upgrade the class uh it kind of sets you at the base of what the new class is going to be okay so even if you had passed those like if those stats had passed them they wouldn't increase anymore they would just stay there so you want to upgrade like as soon as you can, basically, which is nice because it, instead of only having one upgrade, characters can upgrade like two or three times. So, for example, villagers can turn into Myrmidon or can turn into um, mercenaries, which can turn so, so mercenaries, which can turn into Myrmidons, which can turn into Dreadfighters, which can turn into Yashas. So now you have like five upgrades as opposed oh to God. just the usual two. Um, so that's kind of fun, too, is you're upgrading like constantly and whatnot. Hmm. Um. What else? Stories, it's, it's all right. It's, you know, the twists are pretty obvious uh, that what's happening. Um, but for the most part, uh, the big change is this dungeon crawling mechanic. Uh, you'll come across these like caves or shrines and stuff that literally goes into like a third person and you're crawling through a dungeon. And then when you find an enemy, it goes to a regular fire emblem fight. I don't actually like the dungeon crawling because it's just kind of clunky. Maybe on a new 3DS, it would be a little better because I have that camera control. But since I only have one, you have to hit the R button to like focus forward again. Oh, yeah, and I see. It's just it just kind of feels like this was shoehorned in there because the fights are still pra- like normal Fire Emblem fights. So it just kind of seems like they they had needed something different. So they put that there. So I, I could have done without that. Um, and then the other thing is it's called like the turn wheel or something like that. You can find these cogs throughout the game that will allow you to turn the wheel a certain number of times, which will reverse time during a fight. Okay. Um, which normally I'm in the camp of like, if a character dies, restart the fight. Okay. 
Um, but there's definitely been some times, especially since I'm trying to review this and getting through it, trying to get it through a little faster, where I'll be in a fight for like 45 minutes and I'll lose someone because the enemy just got a random critical. And it's like, I don't want to do that all again. So I can reverse time to the start of my turn again and not send that person over there. Um, so you can kind of say scum it a little bit, which is just kind of which, like I said, I know Fire Emblem Purist, you should do the whole fight again or whatever. But there's just times where it's like I have been working so hard. I do not want to do this fight again because the coin flipped in the worst way for me. Yeah. And even the dungeon crawling stuff, you can't save when you're dungeon crawling and you can go through like a certain number of fights. And I'm near the end. So I'm in this tower where there's like at least 10 enemies I've gone through and losing on one of those and having to restart sucks. So I've been yeah, I've been turning back time to like kind of reset it. Um, and so I kind of I do like that. Yeah, inclusion. Yeah. Um, that sounds cool. Yeah, and I understand there's there's DLC that lets characters upgrade even further. Um, yeah, so I'm just, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, and that's that's basically all I've been playing. Yeah, it's a perfect time for you on your big trip and everything, too. Yep, came out, I got it just before I left. It was perfect. Yeah, cool. John, what about you? What have you been doing? Uh, spoke. I haven't really been playing too much. I did play ARMS. Okay. So this is Nintendo's new stretchy arm fighting game that came out last week. Hmm. Like you bought it? You have it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I like it. It's all right. It's a bit frustrating at times, uh, mainly in the single player department where the AI is insanely brutal. Uh, The final boss of normal difficulty took me about three hours to beat. Hmm. Okay. And... uh, Sometimes online's a little frustrating, but uh, online's still really good. Otherwise, it, it's better than I thought it would be for Nintendo because Mario Kart had a lot of online issues, so I'm impressed that haven't had too many with ARMS. Uh, what, what is the single player like? Is it just like an arcade mode or is there like a story? Arcade mode, basically. You have to fight all the okay. fighters and then they reveal like you have to fight like the commissioner of the ARMS League, which is that character that you're getting in DLC for free in like a couple weeks. Okay. Are there like unlockable characters and stuff by doing? No unlockable characters, no. So the the unlocks in the game are a little weird. Uh, You earn currency depending on either in single player what difficulty you play on or in multiplayer whatever mode you're in uh, and if you win or lose. And the currency you put into, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term, a shooting gallery where like these targets pop up and you have to use your arms to punch them. But then like little like helicopters will fly in with arm up like different types of arms. And one of your 10 characters will get an unlock of someone else's weapons. Okay. Huh. So okay. yeah, each character, each character starts with three arms each and they're all different than the other characters. Okay. But right. you can unlock everyone else's arms for a specific character. So you can change your loadout and you can be prepared for like, find whatever style you like, depending on whatever character you like. Interesting. Yeah. So each character huh. has their own, like do the, do the bodies, have any like properties that only the bodies have yeah, or that's that's what i was about okay. to say uh each character okay. has their own special ability like Springman, the the main character right. uh when he's on his last quarter of health all his attacks will be charged up oh that's right yeah. uh ribbon girl can mid- jump in midair four times no one else can that uh, sounds great twin tail can float in midair and also slow down time as a punch is coming towards her so she can like strategize better Sounds great too. Uh, Helix can extend or shrink his body and like warp it around to dodge punches. 
but he can't dash as a result. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. I don't remember what Mechanica has. Uh, Min Min has the ability to permanently supercharge one of her arms, and her dash also deflects attacks. That sounds great, too. Yeah, yeah like a lot of the characters are actually pretty good. which They're all varied, and they're all pretty good. Who's your go-to player? Uh, Twin Tell, because I just kind of like the ability to freeze in midair and like plan out my moves. Mm. Okay, cool. Twin Tell, that's the one that um, the internet was like really into, right? Yeah, the one that fights with her hair and the one that has the butt. Right, the one with the butt. The one with the butt. Yep. Yeah, uh, the only mode I feel like I'm not super into for the game is volleyball mode, which just feels lacking. And sometimes the end of the game can just be literally decided by a, t- a coin flip. Okay, so what, you, how does this mode work? So uh, you have, I think it's about 45 seconds to score five points. So there's a giant volleyball floating in midair. You have to punch it, to send it to the other side. If it touches the ground, it explodes and you're, you get a point. Uh, but also if it's just if it's being volleyed for too long, it just straight up explodes. And then whoever had it on their side gets a point. And also when time is up, It'll, the game will still drop another ball and then it will randomly decide which side it falls on and make that person lose a point. That is lame. Which has happened to me numerous times and has frustrated the hell out of me. So you like the basketball mode? Oh, basketball's real good. Except, okay, basketball just seems. So, so here's the thing lacking. that they, they kind of didn't really bring up and I didn't realize this until I started playing online. You can miss your shots, which I didn't know. Okay. Uh, if you go for three-pointer shots, they can sometimes miss. And I had a nice long string of missed shots, which was starting to frustrate me, but I still like the mode for what it is. I thought it was like all dunks. No, you can do three-pointers. Okay. And I thought they, like... Yeah, and it's straight up... And you can do supers too. Supers and three-pointer and like three throws are all three-pointer shots. Okay. I thought you grabbed them and then it just immediately like auto-dunked oh, yeah. the person. That's, well, that's if you're in the zone. If you're in like the two pointer like free throw zone, oh, you get see. that. Okay. But if you're outside, you can go for a three point shot, which can apparently miss. Or if you use a super, no matter where, if it connects, it's a guaranteed three pointer. So are you only grabbing the other character? Or no, you you, you can punch. You can punch too, oh, or punch, shoot whatever yeah. you whatever you brought with you. But because that way you can build up your super meter that way. Right. Okay. Because your super will build up as long as you punch. It doesn't matter if it connects or not. As long as you are punching, you are building up super. Cool. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I recommend it at full price. Either wait for the price to go down or wait for more of the free DLC to come out because they're promising more characters and more stages, but I do think it is fun. If you get a chance to play it, I'd say go for it. I haven't done the motion controls. I'm only doing, like, a proper controller. Okay, two things. First, um, I hear motion controls are the way to do it because you can turn, you can steer your punches in the air. So here's, here's the weird thing. Um, they both have positives and negatives the positives to using uh the motion controls is you have way more control over your punches but you have your ability to like dodge and weave is a little bit gimped and it's the reverse for the punches for the controllers like you can move around jump dodge way better but your punches are a bit more rigid where you can actually send them okay and then my second one was why why is it not a recommendation maybe i missed what you said um i it's it's a little sparse on content okay yeah which is this my is issue the, i've heard that this is what a lot of people are saying that like it's super fun 
in the way that like a toy might be for a little bit <laughs> or something yeah. like so. I, it's got the same problem splatoon had when it came out it just needs oh. more and they're giving it the exact same treatment splatoon got where they've promised like a bunch of free dlc cool. like every month so give it a month or two and i think it'll probably become a solid recommendation oh i did, cool. did have one more thing i hate uh i hate <laughs> 2v2 mode oh because okay. two two v two mode you're like tethered together, yeah, right? You're tethered to the other person on your team, which severely limits your movement range. And if they get thrown, you get thrown with them and also take damage. Okay. Okay. I mean, this sounds like just kind of silly fun. Sure. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's just frustrating. I mean, it's just frustrating to deal with because, like, if your okay. partner is just not playing good, or if you are not playing good, you're way down your team, basically. Okay. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I feel like, I like that's, that's I like the free for all. That's how all team stuff works. I like free for all way better. Yeah, yeah, but like in most team games, you can actually freely move around. So being like, like I, I maybe I'm just not stating it enough, but like imagine being able to freely move around an arena, and then imagine being able to move like a quarter of that room. In when you're in tether right. mode, yeah. yeah, no, that does sound frustrating. Actually, like an it, invisible it, wall or something is yeah. always there. If they like loosened the the tethers a bit, like let you move around a bit more, I don't yeah. think I'd hate it as much. But like it feels sure. really limited. Like if you are a close up fighter and your partner is a far away fighter, you're gonna be you're not neither of you are gonna be in the right range and just gonna lose. Are you able you to pull partner? the tether and then like you both smack into each other? No, if you both like resist, you just <laughs> it just stops you both in place. It's really oh, that's weird. So lame. Th- it's that's pretty a missed bad. opportunity for it's comedy. Pretty bad. <laughs> okay. Can you can you hurt each other? Um, you can't hurt each other, but you can stun each other. So you can accidentally knock people out of like their grabs and supers and stuff. That's like just that. as bad, really. Because okay. I was wondering if maybe the reason was because everything seems to just like be popping off everywhere. That they weren't, they didn't want you guys to be on opposite sides of the ring and hit each other. You know what I mean? Me? I mean mm. that I get that, but like I would almost prefer that over just not being able to move. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a missed opportunity for some risk reward function as well. Pulling like maybe that tether a little too tightly is just to get that extra hit in or something, and then yeah. like you snap back real Spring quick after back. that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't pick it up because. You know, fighting games just never last me long enough. And this is basically a fighting game. And then also people were saying there's not a ton of content. So I was like, this is just I'm going to play this for like three days. Yeah, <laughs> so sure. I'm, I'm definitely going to wait. My my like it takes a little bit to get enough coins to do the the, tar- the shooting gallery, too, which is a bit of a bummer. Mm. And that's the only thing the coins are used for, which is what you get for winning a fight, period. So, like, um, it's 30 coins to get the short version, which I think is, like, 15 seconds. It might be 30. Okay. Uh, it's 100 coins to get the long one, which is either 45 or 60. And I don't even... It costs 200 for the, the longest one, which I have not been able to save up. Because oh, wow. uh, okay. in single player, the amount of coins you get is dictated by what difficulty you play on. So, uh, okay. playing on difficulty 4, which is normal, gets you 4 coins per fight you win. But also, difficulty four is annoyingly difficult. Mm. Uh, and online, in party mode, a win is three coins and a loss is one. And you get uh, you get uh, bonuses every now and then for actually playing like a bunch of games in a row. Gotcha. But uh, there's also 
there's like a risk reward bonus you can get if you win enough matches in a row. They'll like give you two extra coins, but you start a match with like 25% less health. And then oh, if man. you keep winning like that, they'll they'll raise it to three coins and you get 50%, four coins and 25%. It just like, it, okay. but, th- but that means you're going to all these fights with no health, which is ridiculous. Yeah. That sounds too uh, grindy for well, me. Hey, you got to risk honestly. it for the biscuit. It is, it is kind of grindy trying to yeah. get enough money to actually win it. So ranked like, isn't as bad. Ranked match oh. is six for a win and two for a loss, I believe. But okay. to play and unlock ranked mode, you need to beat the game on difficulty four, which leads you to that boss that took me three hours. Gross. Yeah. This I is not the type I, of stuff I like hearing from like how just that game looked like a thing I could pick up and play for a little bit and that's it. I don't want to. Oh, grind you can. And, if if yeah. you can, you, you like. It's fun to play online. It's fun to play difficulty three and below single player. It's uh, just you can difficulty also four you, specifically. Yeah, you can also. I believe you can just straight up do co op of the uh, Grand Prix. Oh, okay. Which okay. is not as bad. Hmm. You're still tethered, but like you have someone backing you up at least. Sure. I don't know. I I'm mixed. I, I feel like the actual gameplay itself is real good. I enjoy it. But uh, there's some things in it that are bogging it down, which hopefully they'll iron out in the next couple months. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, uh, I started doing uh, video game races on stream. So that's, okay. I guess, really what I've been playing the past couple weeks. We have raced so far in the past two weeks uh, Mario Brothers 3, uh, Mega Man X, Donkey Kong Country. Uh, what was the second? Oh, Super Mario World Randomizer and Kirby's Dreamland. Oh man, yeah. Okay, so, for the Game Boy. Yeah. Okay. So I like that one. We yeah. would have a bunch. Bunch of people would connect onto a server, and I'd have all their their feeds on screen. So we'd have like for the first race we did, uh, which was Mario Three. We had seven feeds on screen showing Mario Three, and like you could just see who was playing what and where they were. So it was just it was a really good fun. Hmm. Cool. Did you have to beat the game or just make it to like? Yeah, you had to beat the game two or something. Yeah. Okay. How long does it take to beat Mario Three? Uh, it took me an hour and a half. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that was with no warps. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I think the longest one we did was. No, Donkey Kong Country was fast too. Um, the longest one we did was either Super Mario World Randomizer because we ended up getting a seed that didn't have uh, a warp to Bowser, so we actually had to go around the whole board. And. Uh, Mario 3 actually took a while to find out who got third place because two of us ended at an hour 30 and then the third place ended at two hours 30. All right. Did you win all the games? Uh, I didn't win Kirby's Dreamland normal mode, but I won expert mode. And everything else? Yeah. Nice. You should play a game you're bad at. I mean, I... (laughs) I didn't practice any of these, so I was like, "All right, guys, practice, just get good, and we'll see how it goes." All right. Would you have uh, future plans, or are they are they hidden? Uh, we're trying to figure out what games to race next. I don't think we're going to be doing okay. any races for a couple weeks, though, because uh, the Final Fantasy V Four Job Fiesta started, and I think that's going to be what I'm going to be streaming in the next couple weeks. What is that? Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, so this is like a charity event for Child's Play that I, I think some guys from Something Awful started a while ago. Uh. Uh, so you basically play through Final Fantasy V, which has a job system kind of like Bravely Default and like other yeah. earlier Final Fantasies, but you're limited to only four jobs, hence the four-job fiesta. Mm-hmm. 
and you can choose how you want to do it. You can have it set up so that whenever you get a new crystal, you can only use a crystal from that job. And then when you get the new one, you're limited to that crystal, et cetera. Or you can do what I'm doing, which is uh, the game will pick you four jobs straight up from any crystals available right off the bat. And if it happens to be a crystal you don't have access to, you just can't use it till you do. Okay. So I'm stuck using Freelancer, which is just the default job, until I get to a crystal that has a job I can use. Do you get to pick the jobs, or is it random? No, it's random. A, twi- a that, Twitter that bot, actually. That would be awful. It's, it, it's interesting. Like, if you don't get, like, a white mage or something, or, like, a yeah, good healer? Yeah, that's, that's entirely possible. Oof. Some people have had some interesting <clears throat> uh, runs. One of the things it's infamous for is what's called the Berserker Risk. And you know what a berserker is. It's just someone who physically attacks. You just can't control them. They just attack only. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people have had four parties of berserkers and have had to try to beat the entire game. Yeah, <laughs> they can't. And they can't change away. Oh, so away. You, can, you can double up. It doesn't have to be four different jobs? No, it could be four of the same job. It does suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the whole challenge is just try to find like creative ways to get through bosses. Uh, right. Juker, the other day, uh, he ended up using a character that can reflect magic and then turned on fast forward on the emulator to wait for the character they were fighting to run out of MP so they could physically attack because apparently they counterattack with magic if you hit them. And that was and that took hours. <laughs> All right. There are some very dumb things and I'm excited to see how it goes. My first job I is from the final crystal so I don't have anything I can do until crystal 2. So yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. I don't even remember Final Fantasy V. I have not played through it, which is going to make it doubly interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've definitely played it, but I just don't. Six is the one a lot of people like. Yeah. But I, yeah. I've played five. I just can't remember much of it. <clears throat> I played a little bit of it. I never played through. All right. Paul? Yeah. Uh, Playing more Dark Souls. It's almost done. Uh, DLC is two out of four bosses done. And then the final boss is all that's left in that game. And then after that, just achievement grinding. So that game's almost done. Um, Slain. Are you trying to go for all the achievements or something? Yeah. Okay. Slain Back from Hell is uh, the game I picked up actually this week to just try. Like it was on sale last week or I can't remember when. So I bought it and was like, I'm going to try this game out. It's the game that's uh, Castlevania inspired like platforming action type game dead cells no not dead cells it's not roguelite at all okay um with the heavy metal aesthetic that was on kickstarter and then they tried to rush it out and then when it came out everybody's like this game is actually fucking garbage like what did you guys do because they rushed it out too soon they brought it back like they took it off the store brought it back that's why it's called the back from hell edition now Okay. And uh, it plays very well. It plays pretty good. It's the type of game that if you don't like old NES hard type Castlevania bullshit, you won't like. Like, there's a lot of areas where an enemy will, like, throw something off screen, hit you, and then, like, kill, like, knock you into a pit with the knockback from it. That sort of thing. So, it's just, like, if you don't, if you're not okay with just dealing with that type of thing, I wouldn't recommend it. However, if you like old style Castlevania games and you like like time perfect blocking or like parrying mechanics, then this game is probably for you. 
because that's like what this game really does is that a lot of the bosses and bigger enemies like you're supposed to block kind of right when they're about to hit you to stun them so you can get a critical hit on them so the game focuses a lot especially in the later game a lot on that and i think it works out pretty well actually i never felt like the parrying or blocking mechanic was unfair in any way um if if anything i think just some of their level design is a little bad like i think there's too many parts where they it's it's fake difficulty in that there will be nothing there and then a bunch of dudes will spawn out of the ether out of nowhere all around you like that type of thing is not okay with me at all but overall there's maybe like five parts i can think of that that was really a problem in the whole game it was pretty enjoyable other than that the boss fights were maybe a little bit weaker than i would have liked for how like heavy metal the aesthetic is but um in fact I would say most of the difficulty in that game was getting through some of the level stuff. The bosses never felt like a huge difficulty thing. The bosses were very much like, if you don't understand the parry mechanic and you're not good at timing, you're just going to lose because they'll two-shot you. Whereas, like, the level difficulty stuff is there's a lot of instant death traps and pits and stuff, and that's harder to just navigate because the platforming, I don't think, is, like, as up on the controls as uh, any of the battle mechanics are, which is why the bosses are kind of not a problem. Because the fighting part feels good. It's just the platforming that feels kind of shitty. Um, but yeah. I How long is it? It's about five hours, four to five hours. So, not too bad. Does it dethrone... Oh, crap. What's the best uh, Castle Metroidvania game? Axiom best Metroidvania? I mean, Hollow Knight. Yeah. But no way. It's the one from Epic or for chair. Oh, Cher. Shadow Complex. Does it dethrone Shadow Complex as the best Metroidvania? game? I didn't say this was a Metroidvania game. I said this was an old school Castlevania inspired game. Oh, old school Castlevania. OK, yeah. so you're saying it doesn't dethrone Shadow Complex as the best. It doesn't dethrone game. a game in a genre that it's not part of. No. OK, I would say it's the best first person shooter, though. Is it the best Madden football game? Does it dethrone Madden? Possibly. 14. Yeah, possibly. Okay, Yeah. good to know. That game's really good. It's aesthetic is cool. I think it's a little corny that at the end of a boss that you push a button to, like, headbang. I think that's a little too far in the, like, this is stupid and not, like, cool or funny or whatever you devs thought it would be. Everything else is on point, though. That's the only thing I was just kind of like, this is kind of dumb. Um, the other game I've been playing is Wonder Boy, the Dragon's Trap. Ooh, nice. Because that came oh, out right. on this, Steam. I was gonna say, that's out on more systems now. Yeah, um, that game just makes me want to really wish there was a remake in this style of Little Samson. Because <laughs> I, I love Little Samson. Like, so, for Wonder Boy, the Dragon's Trap, the basic conceit of it is you start off as, like, Wonder Boy or whatever. And then you beat a boss and you get transformed into another creature then you beat a boss with that creature and you get transformed into another creature so on and so forth um little samson's mechanic is that you kind of like have four different forms or creatures or like party members that you control like that you can control at any time and switch between and i kind of just wish 
that was this game with this art style and stuff. But um, I think what Wonder Boy the Dragon's Trap does very well is I really like switching between the retro and the like updated versions of every screen you go to and just seeing like how perfect that like remake is really. It's kind of cool. And the fact that you can switch the visuals and the music from original to updated remake versions separately is cool too. So I was playing the like new graphics with the old music for a while and then vice versa. Oh, you can combine them back and forth. Yeah. yeah and it, and it's seamless That's too, cool. which is like super yeah, I was nice. going to say, this is like, um, halo one and two when they updated those ones, but you can't have like one of each. Right. No, it's one or the other in this. You can have one of each and it's I feel like it's more seamless than the way Halo did it. There isn't like that half a second pause or whatever. It's pretty it it's done very well. It's all it's also not a 3D rendered first person shooter, to be fair. But the like, I think that's the draw of it for sure. And it it definitely works very well. The updated art style and graphics and all that stuff is beautiful it's just a super nice game to look at but just with the games i've been playing lately it's just been too laid back and easy in a way that i'm not really in the mood for right now i could see this being good after like after i'm out of dark souls and slain and like all these things where i need pixel perfect timing for stuff and i just need like i don't know like a drug to like make my brain relax. I think this will probably be it. But as of right now, it's just a little too slow and basic for me. But I mean, it I is a re-release of like a master system game. So yeah. Yep. It's okay though. I've been playing a little bit of it. I haven't gotten too, too far in it. I feel like when I sit down and really play it, it'll probably just be a session or two. Yeah, that's it, though. That's all I've been doing. All right. Let's go into a little bit of news. Yeah. So, uh, Konami apparently hates people that leave their company. <laughs> and they blacklisted a whole bunch of former... You could have just stopped at hates, honestly. Konami, yeah, Konami just hates. hates. Next news story. <laughs> they love Pachinko. Love Pachinko, but they hate people that worked for them and then leave. Specifically the ones that go to Kojima Productions' new office. So right. a bunch of, there's apparently a list of uh, former Konami employees that have just been completely blacklisted. That Konami is like, don't hire these people. They're shitlords, basically, which is really funny to me that Konami is so vindictive against people. Like, they... I don't know. Everybody always said for the longest time how shitty Activision is because they're evil business and EA and Konami is just like has secretly been the phantom menace in the game industry apparently this whole time where they're actually hmm. the vindictive assholes going after people. So, yeah, that's just fun. How would, news. I don't even understand how this would like affect you getting a job. You put Konami just, on your resume and it's like, uh, sorry, I don't have one of them as a reference. I'm sure you know why, but I, yeah, I did work there. Mm -hmm. Check my other references. Like, yeah, no, I, you, I don't really just, know. What either. have you been doing the last six years? Uh, not nothing. 
No, I, I wasn't working. Yeah, I think I think this story straight up says that one person actually went and worked construction for a while to throw Konami off the trail that they were trying to get back in the gaming industry. It's fucking hilarious. That's so bad. <laughs> I hate Konami so much. Oh my god. Like it's amazing. It's actually amazing to me. Uh, an ex-con says if former employees are told they may not use Konami's name on their resumes in order to get jobs, if former employees are interviewed by any media outlets, it's quite likely they will be taken to court. Well, so that's what I'm wondering is like those are two separate things. But why can I why can they not use their name on a resume? Like. How what are you going to my old employer is going to check my resume first? No, I'm not showing you my resume. Like, there was like a huge uh, article on it and I can't seem to find it. These are all the small ones. Here's a really weird one, though. Two months ago, uh, a Kojima exec was denied service from a gaming industry healthcare provider, ITC Kempo, reportedly because an ITC Kembo, Kembo or Kempo, they have it twice, they have it different here, a board member was also a board member at Konami. So they're just like holding weird grudges. Yeah. Yeah. And the problem is, is that they're big enough that if they pull funding from a company, they could actually hurt, like that company it's one of those things where the gaming industry is just like this dude's trying to get a job here but if we don't play by konami's rules he might not give us the like fifty thousand dollars that we're contracted to do this or like it's fucking weird i don't like it i just want konami to die like i just want them out of the gaming industry they don't even seem to want to be there so yeah they're, they're bar- they barely do anything to the gaming industry what do they have they have soccer every now and then yeah and they have that weird metal gear zombie thing coming which got just moved them to next year yeah yeah so like i so they have stuff in other countries like apparently there's a contra mobile game that just dropped in china that's apparently okay. pretty decent there's there's a contra movie coming out in china but like actual like who is interested in any of their properties at this point? They have good like they, properties Silent, that they Silent don't Hills use. Probably yeah. would have might have been cool, but that was canceled. Like, would anyone actually be sad if we lost one of the soccer games? You know, the less popular one. I mean, Brazil would probably if this riot. Week, I'm sure they're happy enough with FIFA. Maybe. I don't know. And then it is Brazil. Who is actually looking forward to that Metal Gear thing? I need to see what a trash fire it is, but if it got canceled, I wouldn't think about it ever again. Yeah, like I, who cares at this point? Yep, about I'm Konami. with you. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, other news: IO. It was announced that they get to keep the Hitman franchise, which is probably the best this could have turned out. Yeah. No, for sure. That's super good. That's super. Everyone good was news. wondering what was happening with IO with a uh, Hitman after the split. Yeah. And uh, IO Interactive gets to keep the rights to the Hitman series. So I guess season two is probably going to come again because uh, that first one did so good for them. Yep. Um, so fans of that first season should be excited. Yep. And I believe a chunk of that first game is free on like every platform right now. Yep. So I'm going to put the. Yeah, but people should go check that out because why not? Free is good. Uh, and last thing, uh, Pokemon Go. Yeah, you know we're all still playing it. I am. They revamped their uh, the gyms. Okay. Uh, they now have raid bosses, as they call it. Yep. So certain gyms will have like a giant egg pop up in them, and then you have a certain amount of time for anyone who's near the gym to fight this egg, and then when it like opens or whatever, I think you can like 
like pay a battle pass or something. I don't okay, know. It's here, really here. confusing. I know what's actually going on with this. So okay, thank you. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, so they revamped the gyms completely. They're no longer uh, 10 gyms. And you can put whatever Pokemon you want. Uh, they, You can only put six Pokemon can go in the gym, one from each person, and you can't put the same Pokemon in twice, which means you can only put one Vaporeon, one Snorlax, etc., etc. Jim, uh, they changed the way that you earn money off of that as well and a bunch of other things. But the main thing was also they added in two things. Gyms are now Pokestops, so you can get more items more often. Cool. And uh, like Sean said, randomly an egg will appear on a gym, kick all the Pokemon out of the gym, and it'll become a raid fight. Uh, cool. You have an, you have until the time runs out on the egg to actually get there with like a group of people. I think it supports up to six people. Form a party and try to fight the boss. Uh, oh, the that's boss so will cool. just the boss will be a super powered version of some Pokemon like that's considered really powerful, like say Dragonite. And you can catch them. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. If you win, <clears throat> if you win, you have a chance of catching the Pokemon. It could be like a, a, a Gyarados, it can be a Tyranitar, it can be a Dragonite, a Snorlax, whatever. You'll see the silhouette of what it will turn into in the difficulty rating on it uh, when you see the timer pop up. You have five minutes to defeat the Pokemon with the group of the other players. Uh, and then you have a chance of catching the Pokemon and you'll get specific raid-only items, including rare candies, which will let you get more candy for any Pokemon you feed it to. Uh, you can get TMs and HMs so you can change the moves your Pokemon have. Uh, you can get uh, golden berries, which you can feed to your Pokemon in gyms, which completely charge them up. It's just a part of the way they change the gym system. And Motivation I stuff. do not remember what the fourth thing was. So so first off, I know there's some weird battle ticket or battle pass thing yes. that so, you like, sorry. need to have. Sorry, yeah, this is the part I forgot. <clears throat> um, going to a gym, any gym at all, and spinning the photo disc will get you uh, a raid pass. You can only get one, I forget if it's one a day or one at a time. Like you can only hold one. I don't at a think time. that's that's true because you can also the other buy them. You can, get, you can buy them for a hundred coins though as well. Because like I went to a gym and they now have uh, gym badges yeah. now. Yeah, and that's what you get when you spin. Yeah, but you now the gym. they also activated today depending on what your level is. Uh, also, the raid passes. Okay, maybe I just didn't get a raid pass because I'm not what, a high enough level. What level are you? So I'm like twenty four. Yeah. Um, they only just activated raids for 28 and above a couple hours ago. Yesterday yeah. it was 35 and above. So they're slowly rolling it out to other players. So you won't get oh, man, the- a raid battle is going to start nearby. Oh, that's man. you're lucky because that has not been the case for me. Uh, oh, I've come across several at this point. Yeah, but I'm I haven't level seen a single one in my area. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's how it works. There's a Psyduck right here. Nice. <laughs> you can get you can get one straight up. Uh, and then you have to either buy more or wait till you spend one and then you can get another one from just spinning a photo disc at a gym. Okay. I don't think I'm going to hit level 28 anytime soon. Like, I, I, I get no, they're going to lower, so they're lowering soon. it down more. It's just like every day they're, they lower it down by two or three levels. So okay. you will, in a couple days, you will probably have access to raid battles. Cool. All right. That's, um, I think that's all the news. So fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's weird MMO slang. It's it's kind of interesting for sure. Okay, I have, um, sorry, I can't remember who sends this in. I think it's VGC Kenny sent in the episode titles. We'll do that quickly oh, okay. before we go sure. on to yeah, questions. Sure, yeah, let's go through the... Okay, so episode titles from the last few weeks, starting at, I guess this would be April 13th. 
40 Fast, 40 okay. Furious is the title. We were talking about uh, how when we would see the end of the Fast and Furious franchise, how many movies it would have. I think you're right, yeah. Oh, no, wait, or or was it like, what will they be at when each of us die? No, I, I <laughs> thought it was we were talking about what would be the final movie. That's what I thought, the, too. Series. I don't... I don't think so, because I, I want to say that I said there isn't going to be a final movie, and just what number is it going to okay. be when you pass away? All right, maybe you're right. Guess. Maybe you're right. Okay. Let's see. The context is the last Fast and Furious movie Sean will live to see, along with a trailer mm. for 41. <laughs> 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 okay, cool. Uh, the week after the 21st, the title was topdownperspective at gmail.com. Did we just say that over and over? Apparently, we must. Oh, you know, I think it might have been. Oh, I think it might have been. Intro. I was introducing. Yep. Yeah, I was introducing the podcast, and I just said that. Yeah, you introduced uh, it. I think as like this is a top-down perspective at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. It just I rolls off the tongue right. at this point. That sounds right. Context was the name of this very podcast, hosted by Sean at gmail.com, Paul at gmail.com, and John at gmail.com, <laughs> where you can send letters to top-down perspective. Yeah. So the intro. Yeah. Um, May 5th, we are angry birds and angry birds are we? <laughs> what? what? I don't think I was. No, May 5th, I was. Was here. I here I don't for this? I remember one? that one. We are angry birds and it. angry birds are we. I have no idea. Stupid. You guys have any idea? No. I have no idea. I'm going to okay, chalk it. We lost this one. Were, were we talking uh, about the movies? No. This, okay, so his context. So. He actually says, this is going to be difficult. So while talking about Angry Birds, <clears throat> Paul brought up the movie. Sean proceeded to transport us to, or uh, with his words, to a world where everyone saw the movie and everyone became an Angry Bird. This is what, <laughs> what? we say every morning when we wake. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I don't remember that at all. But I think I think he's saying that's what we say every morning. I think he's making a joke there. But I still don't remember us talking about Angry Birds, and I don't remember saying everyone's an Angry Bird. Me neither. Oh well. Okay. Uh, the week after May twelfth, Mister Robbers Neighborhood. <laughs> oh, well, clearly one. we were talking about the Mister Rogers Marathon. Yeah, but uh, it must have been the marathon. Did we, one robber? of us just misspeak or something? I don't remember Robbers. Maybe I do remember that you would get a Twitch purple twill sweater or whatever it was. Yeah, I remember Paul was pretty excited about that. Yeah, yeah. except it was America only. And no, neither none of us have been robbed, right? In the last couple months. No. Okay. No, I yeah, me that. neither. Okay, let's see the context. What's after Sean almost flubbed Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? John said he would watch a show called Mr. Robbers' Neighborhood, and John and Paul muse on what it would be. Yeah, okay, that makes okay. sense. Sounds about right. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll say we got a half. A lot of on these that. titles are just me saying something incorrectly. <laughs> okay, nineteenth uh, of May. I've been waiting for my sex hedgehogs to come to life. I wasn't here for this. I bet this has to do with Sonic Mania. Yep. And I think, oh. I think Paul sex, may have said this or something. Hedgehogs. I think I may have started talking about, like, now your sex hedgehogs can, like, oh. you can play as your sex hedgehog or something. No, what's that talking thing? Sonic the, Forces. Yes. Yeah, there was, like, a create your... Is, oh, isn't that Sonic Mania? That's Sonic Forces. No, Sonic Forces. Okay, that's right. That's what I meant. Sonic Forces, okay. yeah. Yeah, okay. Let's see. Context, Sean and Paul talking about the character creator in the upcoming Sonic Forces. Yeah, 
I'll say that we got that one. Uh, 26th of May, hentai at noon. I think I, I, I was also talking wasn't about here Portland. <laughs> hentai. I think I was talking about going to Portland and that there was that movie theater that you're right. The hentai was showing hentai that you yeah on Sunday. And you were saying like who goes? I don't want to know who goes to see hentai in a theater yeah. at noon. I I don't. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> okay. Context. <laughs> Context is Sean describes a theater in Portland that shows hentai on Sunday nights. Paul was torn between going just to say he went or not going because he doesn't see who else would show up at such an event. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, June 2nd, secret asshole. I have no idea. I also wasn't here. So you weren't here. I don't know. Secret asshole. The, that's when I took off. Secret asshole. This was two weeks ago, guys. <laughs> secret asshole. Three, three weeks. Three I've, weeks ago. I know I've referred to Nathan as a secret asshole because of uh, Cards Against Humanity. That like he's he doesn't seem like an asshole until like you give him the tools to be one. Basically, did we talk about Nathan and Cards Against Humanity two weeks ago? Though I don't feel like we did. Was I here? For I don't remember this at all. It was well. It was three weeks ago. You must have been. But you guys you guys did two episodes while I was gone, right? Because you skipped a week? Yeah, we yeah. skipped one week. Yeah, so this is the first week. Whatever. Let's see the context. Uh, Paul's way of describing Nathan after reminiscing about Cards Against Humanity streams oh, with wow, John. Oh, you're right. Well, I mean, I've you referred... You're 100% right, but you just don't remember talking about it. I've referred to him as that before. That's why I'm... That's the only thing that came to my mind. But I didn't think we talked about that. Whatever. And last week, uh, there was a skipped week, so last week, E3, 99 Nights 3. Yeah, that was when we saw, um, I can't remember the name of the game. Black Desert. the Microsoft trailer. Yeah, and we thought yeah. it was all 99 Nights 3. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't and, remember hearing and about And you one, were specifically okay. saying that because you're like, I really don't want to hear that shit from Sean again or whatever. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh, I do remember John saying that. That yeah. was funny. yeah. Uh, context. What John feared Black Desert would be because he would never hear the end of it from Sean, Paul, and Nathan also. <laughs> oh, wait, from Sean. Paul and Nathan also felt a similar vibe to it. Okay, that's what it was. All right. Cool. So thank you for sending those in, as always. I don't even remember what Black Desert is. It's an MMO that's been out for a while. That's somehow okay. news. All right. Yeah. All right. Emails? Emails. I'll take this first email. VGC Kenny says. Uh, first question is for John. Is Gunslinger Stratos on your short list for 20XX game of the year? Sure. I'll probably forget <laughs> by actual game of the year, though. Second Yo. question. Uh, since questions and conversation on how to adult become a staple of the podcast recently, I figured I should go straight for the cliche and ask what book or any other media would you give someone who just graduated high school, college, or are just going at it for their own, uh, on their own uh, for the first time? Uh, my answer is Lost at Sea by Brian Lee O'Malley. That's a good I've one. read that book. Yeah. He did that just before Scott Pilgrim. I actually have that book uh, signed by him. Oh, nice. Yeah, because he was at the Comic Expo and I bought it there. This is actually hard. Yeah, give someone... Um, Book or other media would you give to someone who just graduated high school or college? 
All right. I, I would probably, and this might not have to do anything with graduating, okay. but I think everyone should probably watch the entire Dilbert series. That's a great TV show. I'm with you. It's really good. I like it a yeah, lot. It's, like, it's surprisingly yeah. funny, that show. Yeah. Um, Weekenders was a great cartoon. Okay. This is off. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, my God. What book or other media would you give to someone who just graduated high school, college? Like Maybe, off, maybe Office Space. Office space would be okay, I think. <laughs> kind of like a weird coming of age thing and a terrible working environment. Yeah. Um Juno. I'm just trying to think of like coming of age. Sure. Nick and Media. Nora's infinite playlist. I have that movie. I don't hate it. I have that movie too, because I'm in love with Kat Dennings. Okay. Or was until I saw that terrible show <laughs> that she's in. <laughs> 16, I enjoyed that cartoon series. I don't actually know what that is. It was on um, Teletoon. Okay. Uh, oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Canadian TV, you know. <clears throat> I don't have anything specific for like graduating stuff that I can think of. Yeah. Um, Friday Night Lights, should you watch that? I don't, I don't know, I haven't seen it. Like around that time, things that like maybe hit for me where like undergrads was big. Oh um, man, undergrads. Yeah, undergrads is a good recommendation. That's actually perfect. Going off to college, that's perfect. Clerks for me was huge because I was working at a gas mm. station as a clerk during that time. I wish they made a second season of undergrads. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Okay, I'll grab the next question. David wrote in and says, hey, TDP, ah, hey, TDP, hope you guys are doing well. I love the E3 episode. Listen to that one as quickly as I could. Looking forward to hearing Sean say his piece on it if he wants to. So congratulations. You heard that earlier. Mm-hmm. My questions of the week are, who are your 90s crushes can be gaming or not? I know mine would have to be Kim, the pink Power Ranger and Jewel State's character from Space Cases before she was my crush in Firefly. 90s crushes. I mean, Pink Power Ranger, Kimberly, fucking like, yeah. That's Pink Pink Power mm. Ranger and, and Pamela Anderson before I Pamela know, Anderson. Gro- <laughs> gross, she actually is. She, yeah, man, she she had such a wow. Yeah, yeah. She turned into a balloon and then like a leather ball. <laughs> it's, really, <laughs> it's really fucking weird. Hmm. like Cameron Diaz in the mask for me like I was I loved her in that then she kind of turned into a football as well too much tanning man you guys shouldn't tan it's bad ruined your skin Mm -hmm. I can't think of like anyone I was just watching like cartoons the whole time I mean that works trying to think of like in cartoons i'm gonna be real with you there weren't a lot of women in like good good positions in stuff growing up like i'm trying like right now i'm thinking of ninja turtles and april o'neill was just kind of there to like be a problem (laughs) for them to like save or what a damsel in distress and she's never been like good <laughs> i don't know 
Yeah, I can't think of one, honestly, which is weird. I'm even trying to, like, pull it further to, like, 2000s, and just, like, nothing is, like, springing to mind. Fair enough. Okay, moving on. My bad. His second question, what are some of your favorite hoaxes from the video game, from video game history? Mine would have to be Mew under the truck in Pokemon Red and Blue, be it, uh, be it you have to use strength or beat the Elite Four 151 times or whatever those guys... That guy whose uncle worked at Nintendo told me that week. Interested in hearing yep. <laughs> y'all's hoaxes and crushes as I revel in 90s goodness. Hope the week goes well. Talk to you later. All right, thank you. Favorite hoaxes. I th- Okay. What the fuck was it now in Street Fighter? You had to like... That's Yeah, you had to <laughs> Sorry. like get the perfect every fight. Yeah. And then you could fight Shang Long. Which yeah, was supposed that's to be Ryu's master. Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember his name. There was that one. Um Yeah, but I love how that one eventually became a real thing anyways later on. Like you could do that to get Akuma, and yeah. then like th- they made him an actual character, the big Goken instead of Shang Long. Uh my my favorite are the ones that kind of came true. Like uh sure. Melee had a Sonic and Knuckles being unlockable one. Uh and then uh, the the Shang Long one was good. Also I remember this. I think it was from uh, an EGM, Electronic Gaming Monthly magazine. Lord of the Rings kart racing. That was a real good one that I kind of wish really had been good. real. I wish that would have been real. That one's really good. There was one that you could save Aerith from Final Fantasy VII by doing something specific that, like, I know. Like I had finished the game already and I wasn't about to go back to try it, but then that got debunked pretty quick because that game was huge and people actually did try it. Yeah, I'm looking at like a list of hoaxes and the only one that was a, that I was aware of was the, the Mew one. Oh, and then okay. like Bigfoot in GTA and stuff. Oh, Bigfoot in GTA. Yeah. And then they kind of just did that in Red Dead which was great. There was like the Yetis. There. I feel like there was more. I just can't remember. Oh, um, there was one for Tomb Raider where you could get Lara Croft naked, which wasn't a thing until the the PC version just patched it. You could patch it in. Finding Luigi in Super Mario 64. I'm just kind of going down this list. I never heard that one. one I was aware of was the Mew one. Mew was probably the most famous one, honestly. You guys yeah. have mentioned all the other ones they have. Apparently, obtaining the Triforce in Ocarina of Time was a, a myth. I never heard that one. Yeah, it's oh. come up on a couple of, of lists. There was a picture of Akuma in Resident Evil 2. And, like, that's not a thing <laughs> you can do. Mm-hmm. That was, like, published in, like, a PSM magazine back in the day or something. And I think it was, like, a joke image Capcom gave to PR because that's just not a thing you've been able to do. All right. John, you got this next question? Sure. Next one comes to us from uh, Puma Bread. He says, do you guys have a favorite crossover game? Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. I like Mortal mine's, Kombat mine's, versus DC Universe a lot. <laughs> that's a good game, yeah. Mine's easily Professor Layton and Ace Attorney. That game is dope. Yeah. The Dark Boko, what's the best ice cream flavor? Is there a best? 
because there's a yeah, lot of I mean, there's a I lot can of tell you what the best ones. is. It's it's boring, uh, but the king of flavors is vanilla. I mean, it is the one that's always available. I was gonna say that I, or cookies and cream. I mean, I just really like vanilla. Bare naked ladies would say it's the finest of the flavors. So, I think you're right. The problem is, is that a lot of places don't do vanilla properly. I found how so how so there's no taste at all vanilla has a taste what? to it i guess because there is vanilla bean yeah yeah i don't think i've ever had vanilla that didn't taste vanilla really I, there's like there's like, level, there's like levels of vanilla yeah okay like you can have like there is just like ice cream vanilla. that's just like plain you can tell that it's ice cream and that's about it and then there's like you can taste like the vanilla in the ice cream in like higher levels okay i guess i just haven't had disappointing vanilla well, you're lucky in that case. Maybe you had just had like a snow cone that they forgot to put the flavoring on. Yeah, maybe. All right, Paul, you got this next one from Jacket K. Jacket K. Any advice when any advice when it comes to traveling to Canada? I'll be heading up there in July. I'm pretty nervous about crossing to Canada or worse, getting back to the US. Just have your paperwork Bring your passport. ready. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> have your paperwork ready. Have your paperwork it's ready cool. and, and don't spend this stupid amount of money. Mm -hmm. No, 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 do, because his dollar is really powerful. Well, no, like, okay, don't spend over the, the government limit, which is like, I don't know what it is going back into the U.S., but when we go oh. to, to the U.S. and come back, if you're gone for more than two days, you're allowed to spend $800 Canadian worth of currency in the States and bring that much back with you. Okay, that's plenty. Yeah, so I'm but, assuming you know. the U.S. is similar, although I thought I heard it was something like 200 U.S. Like, I, th I thought it was a low cap by comparison. Hmm. I don't know. Just don't tell them. Can't you just not tell them? You can, but if you get caught, you're in trouble. That's true. Yeah. Just say you already, ha you already I mean, own this. Okay, so too. really, well, all they're going to do is just charge you extra. They're going to charge you taxes on anything yeah. over the limit. So all you'd be doing is just paying a bit more money. So it's really not as bad as we're making it seem. I can't really recommend things to like do or see unless they're unless I know where in Canada. Well, that's Canada's bigger than the states, and like Canada and the states are so similar. It's not like a culture shock or anything. You, okay, things I can tell you things that Canada has that they don't have down here: coffee crisp. That's mm -hmm. a chocolate bar. Yeah, ketchup it's, chips. Uh, I guess too, good. right? Ketchup chips. Yeah. Everyone's excited about ketchup chips. Good poutine. Um, every, Everyone down here talks about poutine up there. I've never even had poutine, so that stereotype is not real. Really? Because I had that in grade school. I've never had poutine. Really? Every fast food place here, you can get poutine as, as your fries. Every one of them. That is not, that's not true at all. It that is, is such it's, a lie. It's, it's pretty it's close true. to true. When's the last time you've been here? I go up there like twice a year. I live here, motherfucker. I don't go. He was there in April. He was there for Comic Expo. To be fair, I don't go into fast yeah, food that's places. Fair. I've never seen poutine as an option. Yeah, like McDonald's has poutine now. Every place has poutine. That's cr that's crazy. Then they just did this in the Actually, last couple of years. Actually, except for Wendy's, they might not. Now that I think I don't about think it. Wendy's they have does. potatoes. Okay. Yeah. I think they have Any, wedge fries right, instead well, or something. I've never yeah. had poutine. I, I guess get poutine. I think Tim Hortons whatever. even has poutine now, which is weird to me, and I don't like. That is super weird. <laughs> I don't like it. No. Anyways, now, what yeah. are they doing with French fries? Um. Okay, other I, you should you should purchase stuff because, like I said, your dollar is super powerful. I can't think of any other food things. Advice when traveling to, to Canada, like, I mean, the answer is just make sure your passport and everything's up to date. That's yeah. all you need. 
keep in mind you're in another country, so you're going to get like tra- roaming charges and stuff like that. So just play smart with your data plan, your phone plan. Make sure your password's up to date. Make sure oh. you have your papers ready. Yeah, call your bank. Tell them like if you're going to use your credit card, you're going to be this out of the country. just general traveling advice. Well, this is the thing. This is like... That's the advice. This stuff you should yeah. do when you travel anywhere. <laughs> keep keep in mind we have chips in our credit cards up here. So if you don't have one because you're from the states, people are going to look at you a little odd. People might think that your card's fake. So just just clarify you're from the U.S. and they'll understand. Yeah, I think they have that, chips down here, don't they? Uh, they're not. They started they're not rolling as them out. Common, yeah. Yeah, they're not as common. Okay. So like when Reese came up here, like her. Her debit and credit card didn't have chips, so every time sure. she'd go to a, someone, like a store, they'd be like, uh, do I have to sign this? My debit card definitely has chips. I just don't know about my credit card because I don't use it nearly as much. Sure, yeah. yeah. It's it's more common in the States now, but like a couple years ago, it was not. Anyway, have fun. There's some cool things to look at. There's a, you yeah. know. I'm hoping it's BC. That's a beautiful province. Like, it really depends where you're going. It's probably like Toronto or something, though. It's More than likely Ontario. Place. It's almost always Toronto. Yeah. All right. I think I'm next. Dead in Sky says, if you had access to one additional video game stat, like total lifetime playtime, uh, how many times you've played a game, longest gap between starting and finishing a game, etc., what would you pick? So I guess this is like a, a stat you get that's game related. I always like knowing my playtime. I I don't know why. I just enjoy that. I'm going to say that too, although I kind of don't want to know what that number is for my life because it's probably embarrassing. Sure. I I would want to know how many different games I've played, period. I would be I got a better I got a better one, one for you that I just thought of, John. Money spent on games. No, don't want to know that. <laughs> don't want to know that one. <clears throat> Yeah, there's already like a calculator you can do for like your Steam library and it just gives you a basic amount, but I'm never doing that again. I felt like shit. I'm never fucking looking <laughs> at that site again. Yeah, I remember um GameSpot actually used to do that. You could put in your games. Uh there dude. are a bunch of collector sites you can use that'll tell you the value yeah. of your collection and stuff like that. Yeah. And obviously it's approximate cuz those prices are always fluctuating heavily. Mhm. Uh, I think total time played, though, I, I'm interested in knowing what that would be. But like I said, it would just be like an entire three years of your life has been playing games like, oh, God. I could have learned a language. Done anything, <clears throat> really. Yep. It's probably more than three years. Who are we kidding? Uh, John, you're up. All right. Next one comes one to more us each. Uh, from Calvin. With all the Metroid excitement in the air, what is your favorite Metroid game? Super. Fusion. Uh, pass. <laughs> have you not played a Metroid game? I have. Just I have. I have the only one I've played significantly was Other M, and I didn't want to say that. All right, that's fair. Oh, that's fair. Okay. I was gonna say I was almost expecting you to say a 3D one. I was like, oh, he's gonna maybe he'll say Prime One. I played a bit of Prime Two and just wasn't that into it. Prime Two's and the worst, th- apparently. So don't worry. <laughs> Like, I've, I've always played, like, a little bit of each of them and just nothing significant. And then I played all of Other M to review it. But that's... Everyone hates that one. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate Although it. I didn't, I didn't, it, ha- I didn't hate the, it either. Yeah. The baby. It was just such a useless game. <laughs> like, it's, it's a weird game. Yeah. Okay. The Joiner says, 
preparing a playthrough of Sonic Unleashed. I accidentally bought a second copy out of excitement, very nearly avoided buying a third. With so many games in total and no foreseeable end in sight, how do you guys keep track of your games and avoid buying repeats? How do you almost buy three of like, the same game? And it's a bad game at that. So, like, I'm, this whole question makes no sense I'm to me. A little, Out of excitement? I'm a little Doesn't interested ha- in this as well. <laughs> I can understand by accidentally, like, buying a game a second time. That has happened. Sure. But third is... Yeah. I've... I've never accidentally bought a, ga- sec- a game twice. twice. The closest I've ever been is it, it gets hard on Steam, yeah. especially because all of your guys' games show up in my list. Um, so sometimes I'm like, oh, wait, do I do I already have access to that? But physical games, I, I don't ever have that problem. I've purposefully bought the game more than once. But yeah, and then a third just seems insane. But the craziest part is that this is about Sonic Unleashed, which sucks. I mean, no, I I think Sonic Unleashed is good. It's the last Sonic game I played before, like, Generations that I really liked. Sonic Unleashed involves a were-hedgehog with stretchy arms. Yeah. Yeah, I hate that's so dumb. I have a spreadsheet of all my movies and games, and it's on Google Drive, and I just read that if I'm about to buy something that I think I might have. There you go. I have all my games listed on Backloggery.com. That's what I do for work, is I pull from that list all the time so it just makes it easy to manage and also being primarily pc gaming i steam won't actually let me buy a copy of a game i have (laughs) that too there you go yeah and just you know knock on wood that it continues but i somehow am able to remember it uh custom sc what is the coolest total conversion mod uh, slash ROM hack you've seen or played. For me, it would have to be Super Mario 64 Last Impact, which has new areas, new enemies, and flood. Honestly, I like all these randomizers that are coming out lately. Link to the Past randomizer has actually been really cool. And I've kind of like the Mario World one as well. Dark Souls randomizer is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> How would you even randomize that game? Just throw you, you ran- into like, even more difficult areas? You, or You randomize um, where items spawn yeah so and a spawn item that might usually be a good sword that could carry you through the game maybe is now like a soul for like a (laughs) hundred or something dumb yeah it could be rough or it could be cool i've been wanting to do one of those runs but i don't have the balls to do it basically or the patience I don't really look into mod scenes that much, but someone in the chat said Tim Allen Doom, yeah. and I did watch that video. Yeah. No, and that, that was, was uh, also that good. Was, that was pretty dumb. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Actually, speaking of um, bad TV, so I, on my trip, we were coming back from the day trip doing the um, the dunes, the sandboarding and whatnot. <clears throat> we had to wake up at like what was it like three or four in the morning to do this day trip? We were planning to get back around midnight. So we're on the bus doing this like three or four hour bus ride. And they turn the lights down and give us blankets so we can like sleep for the remainder of the bus trip. And then for whatever reason, they thought it was a great idea to put a movie on very loud. And the movie they picked white chicks. Nice. All right. I'm in. We, everyone was so tired. We just wanted to sleep and they start blasting white chicks. 
That's really good. It was an actual nightmare. Yep. God, I, I wanted to just like rip the seat in half. Oh, my God. Okay. Last question. Uh, John, you got this? Yep. Last question comes to us from Custom SC. Uh, oops. Nope. Sorry. The Dark Boko again. How do you decide budgets for conventions? What you uh, have, like what you can afford, essentially does yeah. that. Know how much money you have and then decide how much you need to put aside for the essentials like food, room, passes, travel. And yep. then whatever you have that's free to spend, decide how much you're willing to part with. It's literally just look at how much money you have and think smart. Yeah, that's usually my one is I usually don't set a specific budget, but it's more just like I don't really purchase things that I'm not like really into. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I often bring lots of snacks so that I don't have to buy crazy con food. Like I'll always have like protein bars or something in my backpack. Um... A more specific answer, I guess, though that's the correct answer, but more specific answer, set aside the money for the ticket. When the ticket goes on sale, buy it right away, then book your airfare and your hotel, and then, like, save up that money, basically. Like, if you have credit card, like, just get all that shit done, because you'll get the cheapest rates for everything the earlier you book. If you do it last minute, you're spending more than you have to. So do it right away and then just spend time paying that off. And then whatever you can save up for the convention is what you spend basically on top of the food. I had the nice uh, benefit of because the last convention I went to was the Comic Expo in Calgary. Yeah, it was, it was just how much money did I convert into Canadian? Because that's all I feel like spending. <laughs> yeah, if you can like crash on somebody's couch or do a room share or something, if it's a place you don't know anybody in. I like I've done the room share thing on the PAX boards of like need a room and sort of thing. Those people are generally cool. When you're at a convention, you're not going to spend a lot of time in the room at all. So like, yeah, you're just basically paying a share. The problem is, is the shower in the morning. There's like eight other dudes in line for one shower <laughs> and that's shitty. But like. I don't know. It could be worse. It could be not wanting a shower, I guess. That could be worse. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You should definitely shower. No, I know. That's why know. it's a blessing if all your roommates want the shower, because then you know they're decent human beings. Yeah. Just jet traveling in general, I'm always a big fan of hostels. They're cheap and mm -hmm. uh, usually clean. You know, just look at some reviews. Yep. But yeah, room share stuff, like, like you said, the, bo the boards, or if you know someone in the area, like always crash with people is... Hopefully nobody dies because we mentioned crashing with strangers. Oh, you can always <clears throat> depend on the kindness of strangers. There you go. Uh, for great uh, advice like this and more for next week, you can write in um, at top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, Facebook group, discord, John's PO box, all that. Uh, what's your guys games of the week? I guess arms, because I didn't really play much else besides the races. Uh, Slain. I liked Slain a lot. Good game. And then, like, yeah, my last three would all be Fire Emblem Echoes. Sure. I'm almost done it, though, so that's exciting. Cool. All right. We'll be back next week. Thanks, everyone. See you later. See ya. Bye.